and gentlemen. And so it begins. Give the people what they want. The rise. All the way to the top. The fall. Heroes just got tombstone. The slam. It's me, Austin. This is FRS Slam. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. The most extensive, what? intensive, comprehensive, what? counteroffensive wrestling show on the planet. Woo! Now, finally, it's time. time. Here's Jamie Eisner. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And Chris Schubert. You come out here and you run your FRS Slam begins now. And welcome back to another edition of FRS Slam Radio. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner here with you on this lovely Tuesday. Jamie's drinking a nice, looks like a cherry uh, green tea. Uh, close. It's a mixed oh, berry. Oh, the old mixed berry green tea. How, no cherries uh, in here. No cherries in your mixed berry green tea. Uh, it's a Tuesday. We have a raw to recap. We, we do have a raw to recap. And this I, was an interesting episode of spoilers professional wrestling. ahead of time. I'm going to be angry about the greatest Royal Rumble again today on the show. That doesn't surprise anybody. Well, it's just based on what WWE did at the tail end of their show that has got me a little hot today. A little hot and bothered. Uh, no, not hot and bothered. Uh, hot not, and bothered. Nope, nope, not, no, no, not yep. the phrase you're looking yeah, for. That's there. exactly the phrase I'm looking for. Nope. Where do you want to start? You want to start at the top of the show? Yeah, I, I, I want to delay your anger a little bit. Okay. To deeper in the podcast so people can tune out by then. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman show up. They do. Cut they, do pr- they, they do the Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman thing. Cut a promo. Well, mainly, mainly Paul Heyman cut a promo. Roman Reigns came out. Kind of cut a promo. And then he left. Yeah. There's, there it is. There's your, there's your go-home segment for this title match where I think... Brock Lesnar is winning. Well, you got kind of got a piece of news, or should I say, a piece of no news today that you would probably like to share. There's a, there's a rumor. Listeners. There's a rumor out there that the WWE hasn't decided who's winning the title match on Friday, which is lovely. And isn't to it? me, if That's they have, lovely. if they have not decided, well, they, who's have, no, winning, they haven't decided. Simple, they're giving it to Brock Lesnar. Right. If they haven't decided, that means they are they are they're not going to give it to Roman. Which, if you don't give it to him at this point. He's, he's Lex uh, what Luger are you doing? Two, he's Lex Luger 2.0. What are you doing? Uh, although I don't think Roman Reigns is going to celebrate a draw victory in which he doesn't win the title like he won the World Series. I don't think that's going to happen. No. But, uh, if you don't give him the belt at the Greatest Royal Rumble, then you're just not giving him the belt anytime soon, right? I mean, it, it, it doesn't do anything for his character to lose again to Brock Lesnar, and then if Brock Lesnar loses the belt to somebody or gives up the belt or throws the belt at Stephanie McMahon or whatever, what's going to happen with that belt? And then Roman wins it in a tournament or, excuse me, an eliminator or, yeah, win, or, or, or wins it off of Samoa Joe. or like uh, That doesn't do anything for the Roman well, Reigns Samoa character. Joe, Samoa Joe can't challenge for the belt. He's on SmackDown. Brock Lesnar uh, that's what they said on Raw. He says if, that match, if Roman Reigns wins the belt, that, that match back is for the title. So, I think Brock is winning. I think Brock is winning too. And I think they need to turn Which Roman is something I did not think about no. even a week ago. I think that means they have to turn Roman heel. But, and again, until I see it. No, I'm no, no, I'm with you. It. I I'm believe with Roman's you. going to lose again. Uh, maybe for shenanigans. Oh, via... Because via well, you, you, you've got, Sha- you've got the stupid... You've got the stupid cage gimmick. and the, Where you can walk out of a door and win. Which, by the way, should never happen. You're anti-doors. I'm, I'm anti-doors and cage matches. You're anti-doors a, in general. There's a major you logical actually, flaw. You actually jump through the window to get into the studio. So you didn't go through either of the two doors we have in the studio. 
It's just weird. I'm I don't know why you're. I don't know why you're so anti-door. I just I think doors and cage matches are a terrible storytelling component because there's a logical flaw in the I can literally walk out the same door I came in at any point in the match and win. How does that not happen 15 different times in a match? I, I I'm with you. I understand climbing the cage and that it's you have it's a slower process. Again, I'm willing to accept that you climb the cage at a slow rate, just like you climb a ladder at a slow rate. I'm willing to, as a professional wrestling fan, give that much. What I'm not willing to give is that you can't get to the corner of the ring. If, so if you're able to get to the top rope in one of the corners, you should be able to get out of the cage and just saunter out the door. 35 seconds I, into the match. I agree. It's a terrible storytelling device. By the way, it's also a terrible storytelling device for this particular feud. Because I think this feud needs to end, and if you give the belt to Roman, which I don't know if you are, with Roman pinning Brock Lesnar. Not oh, if, Roman if escaping Ro- the oh, cage. If Roman escapes, that's so bad. Not Roman escaping the cage in any fashion. Whether he climbs over and does a, a 450 splash off the top onto the outside to win. Splash onto nobody. I was just, just going to say, concrete. he just splash onto... No, onto, the, onto Paul Heyman on the outside. It doesn't do anything for the character. The Deleter of Worlds is what they're now being called. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt got a bit of a backstage promo. How many worlds have they deleted? I am... Is there a tally? I cannot tell you how excited I am every time Matt Hardy comes on television. Really? Because I'm just... I'm I'm not feeling this at all. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm not feeling this tag team at all. The promos are great. It's amazing. The promos are good, but I'm not feeling this tag team at all. And that's disappointing because I like both guys. So they beat up on the Ascension, which is, you know, just just fun. Poor Victor. Um... What do you mean, poor Victor? What about Connor? Vic, well, Vic, Connor is nowhere near as talented as Victor in terms of in-ring ability. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens? The Kevin and that Sami was a show? Fun, Sami Zayn is freaking funny. You know who's not funny? And you know who doesn't deliver his lines well? Kurt Angle? Kurt Angle. He did yeah. it again. He messed up his lines again. Oh, it's bad. I don't know what happened to his promo ability. He's out there. He looks. He, like, he just looks nervous. It's just, it was bad. It's, yeah, it's very weird, but Owens and Zayn are always funny. Sami Zayn's really... Oh, Sami Zayn's great. Really embraced that, The Jason like, Jordan stuff was, was, was so, so good. good. Uh, Although you didn't like that they mentioned Jason Jordan on TV. I did, not like they, I did not like that they mentioned Jason Jordan in the segment with Chad Gable. We no, but that, that's more important than the we, one that they mentioned in the segment with yes, Kevin and Sammy. We will get to why I think that is a mistake later when we get there. Seth Rollins in the locker room when Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel come in and they're wearing... Monday Night Rollins shirts. What are you, what are you doing? Bo Leave. Oh, you're Bo Leaving. Okay. You just, Bo Leaving. I thought you were setting the bar, and I'm like, no, they're not, they're Bo not Leaving. Show. You can't do that. Uh, and he says, look, we could be the new shield. We just need the architect. And then, you know, look, your hearts are in the right place, but no, it's going to be a heart no. And then I thought to myself, man, this needs to be a running gimmick for weeks now. I need this to go on for a month. Yes. They're just trying to join different teams, d- join different Although groups. they went to a second one really quickly, so and, it's like... And then I got I got concerned because later on in the show, they tried to join the Balor Club. And by the way, I'm a little disappointed in Finn Balor because Balor Club's for everyone, and he just didn't let them in. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Bullet Club is for everyone. Balor Club, nah. Now, Balor Club is for everyone. That's what that is what I'm told on a, on a nightly basis, weekly basis. Not for basis. those guys. And apparently, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel aren't allowed in. And then they just had a match against Finn and Seth. And I don't know where this is leading to. People have suggested bringing back Damian Sandow as Damian Mizdow and putting him on Monday Night Raw. That would be brilliant. That's they're great. Not, they're, they're not going to do that. One percent chance of that. Yeah, they're not going to do. That's a great idea. They're not going to do it's it. It's pretty funny, but it's not happening. The running gimmick should be them trying to join tag teams yes. for a, like a month straight. Yes. And I'm good with that. So I think who would be next? Uh, the Fashion Police was something that I mentioned. That's a good one. Bray Wyatt tweeted last night. That should be one, too. That they would show them the Woken Way. I need them in that group 
bad. Yeah, but what, what does Bray Wyatt know anything about Bo Dallas? Yeah, it's not like they're related or anything. Uh, what does he know? Brother, uh, we have to, what's Bo Dallas's middle name? Bo Dallas. And you know because what brother blank he's going to mm-hmm. be. Oh, brother Michael. Brother Michael, okay. Brother Michael. Uh, I just closed the... Okay, there we go. Uh, Ziggler and McIntyre win. Uh, they're two for two on the Claymore Kick Zigzag combination. Good for, good for uh, them. The, the, it's a cool-looking finish. It's a cool-looking cool finish, it. but again, I, they're going to mess it up at one point. It's going to be bad. I'm just waiting for that moment to, to happen. And then they cut a promo afterwards explaining why Drew is with Dolph Ziggler. Mostly explaining. It made sense to me. Mostly, yes. I thought Drew was making good points. Drew had a great promo. I, Drew's a heel, so it's tough for me to be like, yeah, you're you're so right. But he, I, everything made sense. I was fine with this. Again, it's a little weird, but I thought they did enough. I, I did as well. I, I still have a little bit of like, why is Drew McIntyre attaching himself to Dolph Ziggler? I understand why Dolph Ziggler's attaching himself to Drew McIntyre after that promo. I Correct. fully understand that Correct. aspect of it. Uh, I'm wondering, I think maybe we're just supposed to just assume that Dolph Ziggler was his ticket to the main roster, I guess, is what we're supposed to assume we, between the lines there. So I still have some questions about what Drew McIntyre's purpose is there. Um, but I really liked his promo. I, I thought McIntyre's promo was was strong. It was exactly what it needed to be. Um, I'm glad he is... I think he could... The one other element I think he could have added to his promo that I thought would have been really nice because I really like when you can tie an element of realism into your promo and kind of work that half work, half shoot, the commonly termed the work shoot promo. Because I think it just, it allows fans to come with you more on what mm-hmm. you're saying. Steve Austin used to talk about this, where you say, you tell them the truth, you tell them the truth, you tell them the truth, then you get into the work. And then at that point, they don't know where the work is, where truth ends and the work begins. Uh, I would have liked if he would have mentioned that when he's talking about how uh, – I don't believe he used the word lazy, but just how resting on their laurels, everybody in the back is, and how they're he just might collect have used a, the word I, lazy. I know he said collect a paycheck um, and all that stuff. I would have liked him to say, do you know what I had to do just to get back in this ring right, right now? Right, right. Do you know I, I got fired, and I had to work my ass off for you years. You can't say that on the podcast. Yes, you can. They no, call you, the, yes, you can. You can't say that on the podcast. I just did. Deal with it. I worked my ass off for years. You just years. did it again. Yeah, just, I'm going to keep doing it because you keep interrupting me. For years to get back to this point, I had to scratch and claw and do everything I could and go all over the world just to get back back here. And it took me however number of years to do that. And I see those guys in the back and they're just collecting a paycheck. That makes me sick. That's the promo I think he should have – element that he could have added to that promo that takes it from a good promo to a great promo because you add that, well, he, Drew McIntyre really did those things. So like I can – maybe he is – you Drew, know, you could Drew Galloway yourself. did those things. I don't know what Drew McIntyre was up to during that time. <laughs> you, you convince yourself that maybe he actually feels that way. Kurt Angle's in his office meets with Chad Gable, who thanked him for bringing him to Raw. Chad Gable asked Kurt how Jason was doing, and he's like, oh, he's, you know, he's fine, but I didn't bring you to Monday Night Raw to team with Jason Jordan again. Okay, let me just, let me just back you up here. Even if, even if you weren't planning on putting them back together, Right? Yeah. Let's say you brought Chad Gable over to be a single star, which is clearly the plan, right? Clearly what they were trying to do. At some point, they're going to go back to that tag team. Sure. But 
So leave that little bit of mystery and suspense about no. them being together because now you shut the door on it. No, you know you haven't. Yes, of course, you, no, no, and, no, 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 you have not. Yes, you have. You shut the door on it because you say, I didn't bring you over here to tag team. So when they do tag team, you're going to be expecting it because they talked about it on air. See, if they don't say anything. No, Gable, I think not saying anything is worse Gable, because then everybody just assumes you're going to have the tag team no, the whole time. No, no, because Gable can be a single star. And then when they want to go back to the tag team, they run a storyline where Gable needs a partner. And Could Jordan, not disagree And Jordan's not on TV. And then all of a sudden, Jordan comes back and they're you know, I could not disagree with you more. I could not disagree with you more. I think this is exactly what you want to do if you want to run. I did Chad not, Gable's a singles guy for a while. M- mentioning Jason Jordan in this context with Gable around, I thought was a mistake. Because no, I think it's great because we're leading to a Kurt. We're leading to excuse me, a Kurt Angle in the middle of Jason Jordan versus Chad Gable feud at some point. That's what they're heading toward here. But you can do that, and, and you, you could have done that without saying anything and done the tag team thing and then I just, I just have a fun – I just disagree. Like, I, I think that's the, the exact right way you bring uh, Chad Gable onto the show. So. Uh, Jinder Mahal interrupts him and, uh, you know, is like, you know, hey. Speaking of which, okay. this reminds me of something that is, again, a, a logical fallacy in the Superstar shakeup because they talk about how Kurt Angle sent Jeff Hardy to Raw – or SmackDown, excuse me. Why would Raw send somebody that holds a title belt to another show? They wouldn't. At least I wouldn't. Wouldn't you want to keep all the titles on your show? So I'm, I'm confused. Again, another it, logical it, incongruency. It's like it's like, uh, it's like the Angels having Mike Trout. You're not going to send Mike Trout to another baseball team. Yeah. You're going to keep the good players for your team. It just doesn't make a lot of sense yes. to me. Like, I don't understand the logical. Again, I know they don't logic out the window with the Superstar shakeup because they don't make any sense the way they do it. But that, that was, again, it makes, made little sense to me. Why would you be like, because again, the thing is like, why would you bring Jinder Mahal over? to your roster in kayfabe to then have him lose the belt to somebody you're going to send to another show. It doesn't make a lot of sense. We get a match set up between Chad Gable and Jinder Mahal. Chad Gable picks up the victory via Chad, one, two, three, kid Gable. Uh, He didn't do it as well as one, two, three, kid. But yes, that's exactly what he did. Uh, He's got a win over to former WWE champion now. He does. Chad Gable can say that, so that's good. Riot Squatter interviewed. They cut a promo, and I want to like Ruby Riot so bad, but she's attached to those two. It's not happening. It, I, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan just don't do anything for me, it's and it's happening. ruining Ruby Riot for me. It's not happening. And uh, the, I never thought I, I didn't think they would call up Liv Morgan when they did. I, I I was waiting to kind of see how her promo work was coming along in NXT, and it never really got to the next level. Uh, this also isn't the character she was playing at any point in NXT. So I think that you've asked her very early in her career to make a sudden pivot in character style. She was playing, you know, the the Jersey girl. And the baby face. Baby face Jersey girl. You know, and now she's playing a heel. She's Harley Quinn heel. That's what they want her to be. I don't don't see it. No, but that's what they want her to be. the way they act. And then Sarah Logan is just, I I just think she needs some more time. Like, I, I, I just, I don't, she's fine in the ring, but there's just nothing about her character that's compelling to me at the moment. Uh, Joe cuts a selfie promo, which didn't have words on it. I was so nervous that they were going to put words on Samoa Joe, and I was like, that's the one guy you don't put words on. Uh, we if, they get, put, if they could put words on Braun Strowman, they'll put it on Samoa Joe at some point. So speaking of Braun Strowman, I'm going to go out of order here. Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley team up against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And that's former tag team champion Braun Strowman. Oh, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because that's the point I'm going to make here. In kayfabe, right? So I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to deal in the hypothetical WWE world yes. for a minute here, okay? Braun Strowman won the Tag Team Championships with a 10-year-old. He did. Okay. He's now at it. Now, just for this one night, he was, team, he was teaming with Bobby Lashley. In kayfabe, Braun Strowman should never lose a tag team match again as long as his partner is not a 10-year-old. Correct. That, that, that was the problem. Or he gets, like, screwed over. Yeah, no, no the whole thing of Mania was terrible. 
Right, and it set up this weird thing where like Strowman's gonna lose a tag match. I mean, like, why should he lose a tag? Also, match? I don't, I don't think Strowman and Lashley are a long-term team. No, but you should have brought Lashley back at WrestleMania in that spot and had them on the tag titles. That's much better. No, than you what shouldn't you did. have actually. That's much better than what no, they did. That was, no, that would have been bad for Strowman. No, it would have. It's better than the ten-year-old thing. But no, that actually would have been a bad idea because you didn't want Strowman to get somebody that was of equal size. You wanted Strowman to to prove a point. Now they went the complete other end of the spectrum and went. Let's give him a ten-year-old. Like no, no. It was like Ellsworth, like that. That's Mysterio. What you need to do. Mysterio, uh, Evan Bourne. I mean, none of these guys were coming back. But like, at literally almost anybody in your cruiserweight division. Like that. That was like, uh, they they over they overthought that. Bo and Curtis tried to join the uh, the Baxter Club. Not not nothing happening there. Uh, we get a match between No Way Jose and Baron Corbin, but Baron Corbin says, no, no, no. I know your gimmick here, No Way Jose. Some of your guys down there are going to jump me. Smart. So smart I am man. not fighting you while they're around. So No Way Jose tries to continue the party. The conga line leaves. Baron Corbin jumps. No Way Jose hits him with a, with the uh, chokeslam backbreaker. I like this guy, Corey. Is that Booker T? Is yeah. Booker he, T impersonation? Uh, no, it's not an impersonation because oh. I can't do okay. that. But uh, I only do my Vince McMahon, pal. And but... <laughs> But no, uh, it was – I know they're trying to make Baron Corbin a thing. And there are flashes that he shows that say, wow, this guy could be a upper mid-card level talent. Baron Corbin is bad. But uh, I, I wouldn't say he's bad. He he's just, just doesn't do anything He's just me. not good. I like EC3 more than I like Baron Corbin. Well, EC3 is a lot better than Baron Corbin. But, I, that, that, but, but from coming from you, that's – I don't even know if it's high praise. I'm, I'm just, glad you are sitting down because what I'm about to say may shock you, Jamie. Oh, goodness. I don't like when I get. I don't like surprises. I was very impressed with Alexa Bliss last night because Good. this, this PSA, you're coming around. This anti-bullying you're coming PSA around to the Alexa Bliss was bandwagon. Awesome. Now my my knock on Alexa Bliss has never been her promo skills or her acting ability. Her in-ring work with for me is not to the level of some of the other people in the women's division. This was awesome. There, there, there was nothing wrong with this. It was the perfect it amount of heel. Okay, so let, let's bring people a little bit inside baseball for a second. Well, this we, is wrestling, so let's bring them inside wrestling. Well, the, there's a term called inside baseball. Man. I know there's a column it's, it's a inside baseball that, to, that refers okay. to going a little bit deeper in here. Uh, what did we have for lunch today, Chris? We had Chipotle. Okay. We, and we had what, what particular style of Chipotle? We both got uh, bowls. Yes, we got burrito bowls. And I, I sat down, yes. I opened my burrito bowl, and I looked at you, and I laughed. We just started laughing. And I said, I can only think about Nia Jax right now. Because of the story. Because of that, because of that uh, was it Moment of Bliss? Was that what they called that segment? Yes, it was a Moment of Bliss. Moment of Bliss. That was She's amazing. excellent in that role. I it's need, so good. I need more of them. It's so the, good. This is what they wanted the Nikki Bella, Brie Bella stuff to be. Yes. Although that was a catastrophic failure. Because they went, they got ridiculous. Like, yeah. they went from... There's, there's, Alexa Bliss is being petty. Correct. You know what? It's not petty. Saying I wish you died in the womb. I, I was hoping you weren't going to quote that on the podcast. That's not petty. That is just I don't even know what word would describe what that sentence is. It made people feel awkward. It did. It did. It did. But also, again, like you, you have, you have to run this angle of you, there has to be a level of believability. And if you look at, we have to be obvious about what what this storyline is coming together. You look at Alexa Bliss and her character type and her body type. You look at Nia Jax and her character type and her body type and you say, I either personally have experienced or I have a friend or a sister, a brother, uh, somebody that's experienced a situation in their life where they were bullied in, in a – this is yeah. a, a fairly t- stereotypical fashion. Yeah, I'm bullied by you every day. Yeah. 
But you can relate to what's going on. You can relate to the storyline, and that's what people that's what's drawing people in. They're going, Oh, I know Alexis playing a character, but that reminds me of person A mm-hmm. or person this or this right. person. And, and they can relate to, to not. They, re- they relate and then they, they lose themselves in the storyline and they try to win the feud that they had in the past through WWE's booking. It's, and that is perfect. when you get a really strong angle. It is perfect. And I, and I love well, what they're it, doing here. It's the same, it's, again, it's a different type of story, but it's the same logical progression mentally as Austin McMahon. You are winning a storyline in your own head, in your own life, from either the present or the past, based on what you are seeing booked on television. Jamie Eisner compares Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss to Stone Cold Steve I'm, Austin versus Vince I'm McMahon, not, my quite, column. Quite, quite frankly, I'm not important enough for, for the dirt sheets <laughs> to start writing those aggregated <laughs> columns. Jamie Eisner shoots on Vince shoots McMahon. Shoots hard on Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax <laughs> feud. Uh, I'm glad that you understood what I was saying there, and there are going to be listeners who are going to laugh when they get to anybody, that anybody who's been on anywhere near wrestling shoot interview YouTube. Uh, oh will man, know it's the great. graphics that are made. Yes, let's talk about the main event and the absolute lack Absolution? Oh. of self-awareness oh, boy, that yeah, World Wrestling Entertainment has, and how annoying they are. Okay, earlier on in the show, they teased this ten-woman tag match. And they say Kurt Angle wanted to give the same opportunity to the women that he gave to the men last week, and that set me off. Sometimes. I was I was already angry when they when they trotted that line out there at the beginning of the show. When you consider what is happening on Friday, and then on their only women's match of the show, Jamie, they did a cutaway in the middle of the match to promote the greatest Royal Rumble. The lack. <laughs> of self-awareness that this company has is unbelievably high. Would it have been better in your mind if they just literally just went to commercial? Yes. Go I, to I think commercial. So. I think so too, right? Like it's it's leaving the picture in picture. It's kind of just like, really guys? You just, I, you just really? I was watching it with our friend Jesse Bork. Yes. And we were sitting there and he and I both turned to each other and we went, you've got to be kidding me, right? You, you can't be serious. I get Surely it. Surely you can't be you're serious. You're trying to promote your show for Friday. I get it. Again, you're promoting a show that's not for us, but you want us to watch because... Well, yeah, they want people to subscribe to the network and watch it or just get their numbers up. It doesn't hurt. That was the sixth, seventh, eighth time on the show that they had promoted the, promoted the event. You didn't need it. It was, again, a, a, a significant lack of self-awareness of what's going on. I, I, I actually cannot believe they did that. And oh, I, I, I put nothing past this company that... Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised given the questions that like Triple H has had to answer and others have had to answer that they weren't like, hey, nobody's like, hey, you know what? Let's not have this promo run during the final segment do of the show. Do it during something else. Literally anything else on the if show. If that's your only women's match on the show and you do that cutaway when you, when you promote a, an event that they're not a part of. Yes. It was just unbelievably... It just it lacked self-awareness. Okay, the good part is Ronda Rousey came out and beat the crap out of Mickey James, which was awesome. Yes. Put her in an arm bar. Yes. Which is cool. Arm bar. That was awesome. Yes. Now, what occurred earlier in the match kind of took away from it because I was so annoyed, but it was awesome. Yes, it was It was a perfect way to use Ronda Rousey. She's really starting to kind of be molded into that babyface role, uh, which I which was a little slightly concerned about. Uh, slightly, she... I think, is an understatement from you. No, I just said I was slightly concerned. I was, I was more concerned about... If she was going to have the the in ring ability to hold her own at WrestleMania, that was a, I was a majorly concerned about that. No, was not an issue. Uh, but Jim it was Ross con- called it the best 
debut he's seen in 40 years. It's tough to disagree because you're talking about an actual like in-ring debut. You're not talking about a WWE debut. No, no, or no. Right. You're talking about an in-ring debut. Right. And we don't see many in- – I mean, I can't tell you how many in-ring debuts I've seen. Not Those many. things usually happen in the in the the darkness of uh, developmental, uh, but I, I look. At, why does it have to be darkness? Because the, there's usually developmental places are not well lit. No, maybe they. That's not, I don't think that's I think you're that's a unfair characterization. Really, I think it's character. Name one developmental program PWG. that was well lit. It's not developmental. PWG is not developmental. Okay. I didn't say independent. Uh, FCW was pretty well lit. Stop. Go watch. Stop. Go watch those on FCW shows. FCW is well lit. Really? Go, go, okay, listeners, go Google FCW shows. Go, 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 Google, uh, see what that I'm looks not, like. No. Go see what an OVW show looked I like. Think, I think this is, this is character assassination against the developmental territories across this country, but you know what? Continue. Continue. Anyway, it, this is a strong way to use her. I, I think using her in a role of making sure her, her friend is okay, getting revenge for her friend. Uh, Natalia is going to turn on her at some point in the next three to six months. It's uh, going to lead to a long Three to feud. six months. It's going to be next week in Canada. And you mark no, my words. No. It's not going to be next week. Mark my words. No, it's not going to be next week. By the week. way, Ronda Rousey is going to be over in Canada next week. Okay. It's UFC country. They love UFC up there. They love UFC in America too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean. Canada's better. Uh, at, you, at UFC? At everything. You want the uh, the hour breakdown for Monday Night Raw? Sure, because I don't even know how to respond to what your last statement was. What? Uh, by the way, no, she, Montaigne I would love not, to go live not in be, Canada. That's, not, that's so would I. Not, uh, Natalia will not be turning on Ronda Rousey next week. Hour number one, 3.21 million. Hour number two, 3.28 million, which okay. is interesting. An, uh, an uptick for hour two, which yeah, is weird. Yeah, with Lesnar not on that segment, either uh, Lesnar's on hour one. Hour three, 2.82. I mean, it's gonna, it happens. So. Is what it is. Down from three. Literally, they're showing you they could put whatever they want in the third hour, and it's going to fall. Down from three point six two million last week, and three point nine million the week before. So the post Romania three point nine. Yeah, I mean nothing. Shake up three point six two, and now you're looking at three point oh nine, which is, is to be expected. Yeah, close to a, over six hundred thousand people. I'm not sure they can put. I, I, I'm very curious to see if they. And by the way, there's really no reason they should do it this way, but just out of my own curiosity. I would like to see if they could build a feud hot enough to have a match in that third to end that third hour that would keep that third hour in line or above that first hour. It's not the way they do things. I so. literally wonder if there's anything they could do. Yes, because because part of me is like they've put compelling matches on there. They've put a lot of different athletes on in that spot, and it always drops off at almost the same percentage rate. The numbers aren't always equal, but like percentage from one to two to three is like is fairly is from one to three is fairly consistent. So I do wonder if there's anything they could do if they could Goldberg Hulk Hogan in the Georgia Dome at, at any point and get that kind of a rating. You want to talk about Triple H's quote? Yeah, why don't you read it in in full? You want me to read it in full, not the part that we have concerns about. You want me to read the whole thing? Well, how long is the whole thing? I, I, I think context is always you important. You know what? I'll read the whole thing. Which, I, think I like, I like screw context. Screw how long it takes. My journalism degree says context yes. is important. And then we're going to talk about somebody who's not going to be uh, uh, apparently something that just kind of happened here during today. Uh, a big name not going to be at the Greatest Royal Rumble. I will read that to you here in a second. It's called a tease in the business. You're welcome. 
Uh, let me find. I mean, they're the already quote. listening to the podcast. I like it's a radio segment, but yes. Quote: I understand that people are questioning it, and this is in reference to there being no women wrestlers on the WWE event in Saudi Arabia. And if you live under a rock, that's what's been going on. If not, you've been listening to us talk about that almost every day on the show. Quote: I understand that people are questioning it, but you have to understand that every culture is different, and just because you don't agree with a certain aspect of it, it doesn't mean it's not a relevant culture. You can't dictate to a country or a religion about how they handle things. But having said that, WWE is at the forefront of a women's evolution in the world, and what you can't do is affect change anywhere by, stay, by staying away from it. While right now women are not competing in the event, we have had discussions about that, and we believe and hope that in the next few years they will be. That is a significant cultural shift in Saudi Arabia, and he goes on and on to talk about that they're in the middle of the shift, and that things are changing, and that's a great thing, and that they want to be a part of the forefront of that change. Okay. Couple of things I want to discuss here. I have no issue with everything in this statement other than that first paragraph. That first paragraph does not set Triple H up for success. No, and, and that that is where he misspoke. Uh, it's their talking point for Triple H needs to be this: We are trying to slowly affect change by bringing Western culture to Saudi Arabia. We believe that under this term of this ten-year deal, that we will we will play a role of some significance in helping shift their way of thinking toward a, a more modernized thought process. Right now, we understand that we cannot have women compete on this show. We anticipate that down the road that we will be able to, and through continued negotiations and continued progress, that we will be able to show them that, that women competitors are equal to male competitors. Okay. That's what you say. That's a great statement. But the, but the problem is he, he comes and says well no no okay so hold on. the problem is his opening statement is that you have to understand that every culture is different and just because you don't agree with it it doesn't mean it's not a relevant culture yes. that's a bad that is a bad sentence that is yes. a very bad sentence for yes. him to say here's the other thing Jamie what you you should do this for a living write write PR statements because what you just said is perfect that's what you that's what you say the problem you signed a ten year deal yeah so if Saudi Arabia says no we're not doing it. You're still going over there, but that's fine. But uh, fine is the wrong word. That's fine if you continue your stance as that, as basically somewhere around what I just said. If you keep that stance there, then you're saying, "Look, we are trying. No, we can't guarantee okay, anything. I know, but you're. But, but we are going to be a part of it. But that only works for a couple of years. Yeah, but you buy yourself time. Okay, because yes, and that's how this business works. What you do here is you, if you're in WWE, what you do here is a couple years down the line, you go back to the people that you've negotiated this deal with and say, "Hey, guys." We're getting a lot of heat for this. And you can say whatever you want. Hey, you know, we, we don't disagree with you. We don't want to, you can say whatever you want. This is behind closed doors. And say, is there something we can do? Is there something we can work toward to continue to provide this product to you, but we kind of like lessen the bad publicity that we and you guys are getting? And you see, you know what I mean? You buy yourself time to get that point. I am not of the belief that World Wrestling Entertainment, the company, really cares all that much about what, what Saudi Arabia's geopolitical environment is. I don't think they care that much. They're pretending they care as a way to justify going there, but they care about this because this is a tremendous business opportunity for them. So what they have to do is try to mitigate damages as a company. And, that's how you, and one of the ways you can do that is by giving yourself enough time to see if things actually naturally work themselves out or get close to working themselves out and then seeing when you're being able to take advantage of convenient timing when it benefits your company. They did not give themselves that opportunity because they have taken a hardline stance here. The thought – sorry, I was just trying to collect my thoughts there for a second. 
I had a thought that came across my mind yesterday while watching Raw with 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 budget with with some friends. You know that this co- topic of conversation came up in a meeting, right? When they when they were discussing this, not between them and the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, but when WWE's decision makers and whoever you want to put into that group, whether you want to put Vince, Triple H, Stephanie, whoever else you want to throw into that mix. When the WWE decision makers sat at a conference table like the one you're sitting at right now, Jamie, and they probably had a nice little PowerPoint presentation and they had some paperwork and they they went over this. You know that this came up in conversation. You know that somebody raised their hand and said, well, wait a minute. You're not going to have women on this show. That's a problem. And either they didn't care or they didn't think it was it was going to be a big enough deal and that is a that's a sad state of affairs cuz i can't see it being either of the two it's or anything other than those two it's either they went and said maybe this is just too good of a business opportunity to pass up and we don't we just we're going to do it or they thought yeah this is bad but we're not going to get a lot of flack for it so really in essence who gives a crap i think they underestimated what the response would be uh, I, I do. I also think that the response hasn't been as bad as maybe one would argue. I know you would argue it should, should be. Uh, and, and I think that's part of it as well. Look, there's I, I can uh, as I said, I've tried to break this down in two different hats. is the, the business side uh, and the PR side of and things. you and I are both in agreement. Business-wise, we get it. I understand, yeah, it, it's, I understand why. It's, a, it's an absolutely tremendous business opportunity. I'm just shocked that they were not more adequately prepared to handle the very, very obvious question that people would have. And that's that, a- that surprises me, which tells me they completely – I don't think it's that they didn't care. I think they completely – now, they didn't care enough to undo the deal, clearly. But I'm surprised they weren't more prepared for it because that, to me, seems like a lack of preparation. Uh, rumors saying that Paul Heyman will not be at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Interesting. Which there are, we can get we can go into the plenty of reasons why. Paul yeah, there, there, there are there are a lot there, of reasons. There, there are plenty of reasons why he wouldn't go, but it doesn't look like he's going to go. Which is interesting because he kind of does Heyman. He does he Rock's introduction, so that's going to be interesting so to Jojo see. Jojo, oh, I guess no, Jojo's Jojo Jojo can't do it either. Right. So it's going to be Greg Hamilton. That's right. That, this, nice yeah, show you got here. Yeah, this is a great show you got here. Uh, and then we have whatever you just messaged me. Oh, I just wanted to show you that because I saw while you were talking that. Uh, we, uh, I think it's a secret. We live in Phoenix, Arizona. I think we've mentioned uh, that plenty. And of times somebody else, uh, a guy named Nick Nemeth, lives in Phoenix, Arizona. You might know him better as Dolph Ziggler. Does he actually live here? Yes, he does. Okay. Because I know we have. We, he's been spotted at a gym here in town by yeah. by some friends. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he lives out here now. Again, relatively. I mean, they have he has a place in Florida, I believe. Is the place in Cleveland? Like he's a wrestler. He travels the world. So like. Wait, him living, tra- him no. living is like probably thirty-five days a year. But yeah, he's joining Mick Foley for his uh, his one-man show at the House of Comedy in Phoenix on uh, exactly one month from today. All right, that's, I'm glad we go just, just, just in case Chris is wondering what to get me for my birthday. You think I'm going to get you anything for your birthday? There's your first mistake. That, that mistake number one. When is your birthday, by the way? Oh, you have the same birthday as uh, yeah, yeah, your yeah, other yeah. friend. Yeah, yeah. So it's the twenty-sixth. Yep, twenty-sixth yeah, of May. Twenty-sixth. Any listeners want out there want to send me free stuff? No, again, don't, don't send him free stuff. I'm always no, I'm not opposed to free stuff. Don't send him free stuff. Anything else you want to talk about? SmackDown Live tonight. Miss TV. Daniel Bryan. Uh, I'm very yeah. That's I'm, exciting. I'm, I'm excited. And I'm looking forward to that. The go home. The SmackDown Go Home Show for the greatest Royal Rumble. Yes, and, and you and you wrote uh, in your story today on FRSSlam.com on the five questions to that we want to answer it on the show tonight. Uh, I wasn't going to call you out for this, but I'm going to now. Wow. 
What did I get wrong? You didn't really even get anything wrong. I just wanted to, to, to actually take your point and make it even stronger. Wow, I love that. You talked about how this went, this this rivalry, this feud goes all the way back to Talking Smack and, mm-hmm. and that that promo miscut. If you, I, I thought I watched this the other day, this goes all the way back to NXT. This goes all the way back yeah, well, to Miz was, being Daniel Bryan's pro, and Daniel Bryan had that, that classic match with Chris Jericho. This before anybody knew who Daniel. I should say before anybody before yeah, WWE yeah. audience yes, knew okay. who Daniel Bryan was. Uh, and having that awesome match with Chris Jericho and then Miz beating him up afterward. Yes. This is a good rivalry. This will be fun. This will be fun. Um, I wonder, I'm, I'm curious to see how this goes. This will be an awesome thing on the mic. I'm curious to see how they use their new talents because I, I look at what Raw did with Superstar Shakeup, and my thought after watching one show is they are going to give more time to their top guys and girls. SmackDown? Raw. Oh, Raw. They're going to they're going to actually extend the time because I feel like Raw's very top heavy now. It they is. have like five or six, seven, eight top guys, and they have three to five top women. And I think they're going to give those people more opportunity. They're going to actually soak up more of the Raw time. I think that's probably why they brought a lot of mid carders back over. So I think the top of Raw's card is going to be really strong, probably stronger even than SmackDown's top of the card, slightly, but SmackDown's entire show is going to be strong. I think that's going to be clearly the better wrestling show. Yeah, uh, I think so. And and I wrote today, how could they possibly mess this up? And I'm sure they'll they'll find a nice way to mess this up, this show that they have here on SmackDown Live. Should be a good one. I'm interested to see what they do with Styles, Nakamura. Uh, we got a tag match. Oscar Styles has got to wear a cup at some point, right? Like... That's got to be the gimmick. At some uh, point, you, you got to be like, hey. Renee Young needs to bring a translator to her interview tonight with Nakamura. That would be funny, too. Bonus points if it's Funaki. SmackDown's number, number one, one announcer. announcer. Right. So, so in kayfabe, he has a reason for being there because he's SmackDown's number one announcer. So that's what I would do. Anything Oscar else? tonight too. Oscar, Oscar, Oscar and Becky Smackdown versus the, the Iconics. Yes, uh, the backlash match between Carmella and Charlotte is supposed to be official tonight, which means contract signing. signing. I think um, somebody's going through a table. And then Big Cass is going to beat up Daniel Bryan in the opening oh, segment, a- right? He's absolutely <laughs> ruining Miss TV with a big boot, and uh, I cannot wait for it. Yes. On that note, everybody you can follow the show on Twitter at frslam, frslam.com for all your pro wrestling content needs. You can find the show. On Anchor, FRS Slam Radio, Apple, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts and iTunes, FRS Slam Radio. And for you Android listeners out there like myself, Overcast, Pocket Cast, we are there. And the show gets tweeted out at FRS Slam and gets posted on the website. That's going to do it for us here today, guys. We will be back tomorrow to break everything down from SmackDown Live. We'll talk to you then.